This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Help! I'm in love with a narcissist. The words narcissism and narcissist get tossed around a lot these days. At first, the idea sounds simple. Some people just seem to be way too self-involved. They drive the rest of us crazy with their constant need to be admired. It's been estimated that extreme narcissists constitute 1% to 3% of the U.S. population. And in general, these are people it's best to stay away from if you can. But self-involvement and the need for admiration are also a normal part of being human. In practice, it's sometimes not easy to say with confidence who's a narcissist and who's not. So what exactly is narcissism anyway? There are lots of different kinds of narcissists. The most obvious are hyper-ambitious people who don't really care about anyone but themselves. People who will stop at nothing to get what they want, even if that means they have to lie, cheat, and ruin lots of other people in the process. These kinds of narcissists get a lot of attention in the media, especially when they overreach and get caught in a really awful lie or when they do something massively immoral or illegal in their efforts to get ahead. But from a therapist's perspective, there are lots of other kinds of narcissists as well, people you'd never suspect. There are narcissists who skulk around in the shadows, quietly infuriated that the world never recognized their brilliance. There are narcissists who lead large charitable organizations and spend their lives convinced that they're more humane than the rest of the world. And there are lots and lots of narcissists who just quietly make the people around them miserable by endlessly criticizing anyone who doesn't satisfy their standards for beauty, accomplishment, or achievement. What all these different kinds of narcissists have in common is a stronger-than-average need to feel special, which is another thing that can make the concept of narcissism confusing, since the need to feel special is a universal human need. Most of us, if we're lucky enough to be raised in a loving family, start off life receiving all sorts of special treatment. We get held and nursed and hugged and rocked, and for a brief period early in life, treated like the most important person in the universe. Then reality sets in, of course. You discover that you're not the most important thing in the universe, and that lots of other people around you are more accomplished, more beautiful, more charming, and more objectively deserving of attention. If all goes well, you learn this bit by bit, and it's okay. No, you can't have mom's complete attention all the time, but if you eat all your dinner and take a bath, she'll read you a story before you go to bed. Over time, you learn that you don't have to be the most special person in the room. Just being an ordinarily decent, loving individual is enough to get you all the love and attention you really need. But it's a long trip from the extreme grandiosity of early childhood to the quiet self-acceptance of mature adulthood. There are usually plenty of losses and disappointments along the way. 
A big part of maturing into an ordinary adult is learning that you'll never have everything you dreamed of, but with any luck, you'll get enough of what you really need. No, you'll never star in the NFL, marry the Prince of Wales, or perform in front of millions of people on TV. But with any luck, you'll still do okay. For most of us, that includes having loving, supportive relationships with people who really matter to us. How Narcissism Happens For a variety of reasons, some people fall off this ordinary path to mature adulthood. For some, it's because they were unusually talented, beautiful, or wealthy, so they never had to surrender the expansive dreams of childhood. For others, it's because there was no one around to help them cope with the ordinary disappointments of life. Whatever the reason, narcissists reach adulthood with a larger-than-average share of their original infantile grandiosity intact. They often have a kind of magical childlike enthusiasm that can make them lots of fun to be with, at least at first. If they choose you as a friend or a lover, you can feel like some of their sense of specialness has rubbed off on you. You feel special too, more alive, more full of adventure and romance. The first sign of trouble often comes when you see your new partner disappointed. That's often your first clue that you're dealing with a narcissist. Few of us are at our best when we're disappointed. But by the time we're adults, most of us have learned that disappointments are part of life and we accept them with some measure of tolerance and grace. Narcissists tend to be different. They cling more tightly than most of us to their own specialness. And along with that comes the feeling that bad things happen to other people, not to them. They feel entitled to have everything go their way. When a narcissist gets disappointed, you may see reactions that remind you a bit of a two-year-old having a tantrum. You may see hot rage, cold dismissal, or abject despair. As psychologist Dr. Craig Malkin writes in his book, Rethinking Narcissism, the need to feel special is a fundamental human impulse. But like many impulses, if you indulge in it too much, it can become a habit. And like many habits, if you rely on it too much for your sense of emotional well-being, it can become an addiction. According to Dr. Malkin's reasoning, the 1% to 3% of the U.S. population with severe narcissistic issues are simply people who've become addicted to feeling special. Like any addict, they come to rely on a steady supply of the thing they become addicted to to protect them from the ordinary sadness and disappointments of day-to-day -day life. Essentially, they're stoned all the time on self-admiration. When you witness the hot rage, cold dismissal, or abject despair of a severely narcissistic person who's been frustrated or disappointed in their wish to feel special, what you're really seeing is an addict who's been deprived of their drug of choice. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So how do you find out if your partner is a narcissist? Unfortunately, people don't walk around with name tags saying, hi, I'm a pathological narcissist. By the time you suspect that someone you're with might have a narcissistic problem, the two of you may already be deeply involved. They may have met your family, accompanied you on the most wonderful adventures, and given you the best sex of your life. You may already be in love with them, but when you start to see your partner's dark side, it's time to take stock of the situation. Have you just caught your beloved in a bad moment, or is this someone you'd best break up with? To find out, Dr. Malkin recommends what he calls the empathy prompt. That means just telling your partner gently but firmly what you've been feeling in their presence. Then wait to see how they react. Empathy, as you may know, is the ability to see beyond your own immediate needs and concerns. People in the grip of a severe addiction tend to lack empathy. The narcissist's addiction to feeling special is no exception. Severe narcissists are notorious for lacking empathy for the people around them. Dr. Malkin's empathy prompt, or you might say empathy test, is a good practical way to distinguish a severe narcissist from a normal person who just might have some narcissistic issues and be having a bad day. For example, let's say you've arrived at a restaurant for dinner with your new boyfriend. There's a particular table he wants, but it happens to be reserved for someone else. With a wink, he tells you to wait while he fixes things with the restaurant owner, whom he knows personally. A few minutes later, he comes back with a cold look on his face. Let's get out of here, he says. You tell him you'd really like to stay. You'd look forward all day long to coming here, and it doesn't really matter to you where you sit. He sulks a bit, then says, okay. You sit down to eat, but he's upset with everything. The soup is too cold. The service is too slow. You're feeling uncomfortable and embarrassed. Now, here's the empathy test in action. You realize that now might be a good time for Dr. Malkin's empathy prompt. You summon your courage take a deep breath and say, I just want you to know that I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now. Why, he says. Well, because of all the fuss you've been making about how unhappy you are with the restaurant. It's making it hard for me to enjoy myself. It's also a little embarrassing. Does this get his attention? Good. You lay down your silverware and you continue what you were saying, watching closely to see how he reacts. Our relationship is very important to me, you say. I'm scared that if you ever feel that disappointed in me, that you might treat me that way. There, you've just given him a nice, juicy empathy prompt. Now, let's see what he does with it. If you're lucky, and he's just someone with a few narcissistic issues, what Malkin might call simply a narcissistic habit rather than a true addiction, he'll realize he's in the company of a genuine human being who's taking a big risk in opening up to him. He'll understand how blind he's been to your obvious signs of discomfort 
and he'll ask your forgiveness. Maybe he'll even appreciate your waking him up from the infantile narcissistic daydream he's been living in, where it really mattered what table you sit at. That's assuming he's just a more or less normal person with some narcissistic problems. On the other hand, if he's one of the roughly 1-3% to of the U.S. population with a more severe narcissistic problem, then your empathy prompt might provoke a very different reaction. He might get even more upset or tell you that you worry too much or that you're too sensitive. Don't jump to conclusions based on the result of just one empathy prompt, but if you do this over and over again and the results are consistent, he never drops his guard long enough to see your distress, then it's probably a good idea to leave before you get any more involved. It's disappointing to realize you're in love with a severe narcissist, but it's far better to face your disappointment now than continue hoping he'll change. Remember, you want a partner with whom you can face disappointments together, not someone who can't tolerate disappointment because it threatens their self-esteem. We're all born with a wish to feel special, but save your affection for someone who doesn't have to feel special all the time. I'm Steven Snyder, The Relationship Doctor. If you have relationship questions, email them to me at relationshipdoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. This show is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and you can find a full transcript at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Please note that all content here is for informational purposes only. This content does not replace the professional judgment of your own mental health provider. Please consult a licensed mental health professional for all individual questions and issues. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.